Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to a No Dunks emergency podcast on the Athletic Network. No, I know what you're thinking. Cam Reddish has not been traded. No, this is about Luca. It's Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the yard to talk about Luka Doncic. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Shout out to the stream team trickling in here, joining us live on YouTube. If you're new to No Dunks, take a second, like the video. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks, trying to get to 60,000 subs by All-Star Weekend, and comment away with your fellow stream teamers. Also, I just heard back from our guy Jerome. He says, no problem, I'll flip this into a podcast. So hopefully you're listening to this a little bit later here on Wednesday. If you are, thank you. And leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Keep sending in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. But yeah, we had to do an emergency podcast. I'm sure all of you uh, know by now the Dallas Mavericks guard Luka Doncic set a career high in points on Tuesday night. He scored 60 in a triple-double against the Knicks. His line was dumb. The ending of the game was dumb. And uh, I guess I'm just dumb enough to try and put it into some sort of context. Hence this mini emergency podcast with uh, Sweet Luna over my shoulder here. She's not as uh, into Luca going for 60 last night, but that's okay. She's a dog. So I thought I would hit you guys with this little mini emergency podcast that I'm titling Seven Crazy Stats from Luca's 60-point triple-double. All right? We're in and out in 15 minutes. Hold on to your butts. All right, first one. Luca, 60 points, ties the record for the highest scoring triple-double in NBA history. He matched James Harden's 60 for the Rockets in a late January win over the Magic back in 2018. I was taking a peek at that Harden box score this morning. Um, You know, they played a bad Magic team, Harden's Rockets did, but it's just a hilarious name. You got Hazonia and Biombo and Alfred Payton and Fournier, <laughs> Fournier, uh, sort of involved in both of these 60-point triple-double games. He started for the Magic when Harden did it, and I guess he was on the Knicks bench there last night. Uh, Harden's teammates were Eric Gordon, but he only played 10 minutes in this game. Something must have happened to him. Must have got injured. Capella scored 12. Ryan Anderson, remember him? He scored 10. Luke Bamute, he scored 8. He was in the starting lineup, but yeah, that was Harden's crazy night in 2018. He did it in regulation. Luca took a little bit longer in overtime, but just unbelievable numbers here. 60-point triple-doubles. And I think what's scary, with Luca here especially, it's like, would you be all that shocked if he were to do this again in like three weeks? I don't, I wouldn't. That's where we're at with this guy at 23 years old and already like a three-time All-NBA. It's like, yeah, I mean... Sure. He'll go for 65 uh, in three weeks. Like, I wouldn't be all that shocked. I mean, this is a historic, historic line. No one else has done it when you add the uh, 20 rebounds there in that triple-double. But wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, second crazy stat. Let's just take out the triple-double part. All right? Remove that from the equation. I saw Ghostface Ziller with this in the newsletter this morning, right before I jumped on live. Only four other players have ever recorded 60 points and 20 rebounds in a regular season game. George Mikan did it once in 1952. Good old George 
Remember him? I'm trying to find the uh, Lee Ellis, George Mikan video. <laughs> I'm struggling. Maybe we deleted it. Uh, maybe it's not here anymore. We used to joke that Lee looked a little like George Mikan in his glasses there. Anyway, Mikan did it in 1952, once. Elgin Baylor had two games in the early 60s where he had 60 points and 20 boards. Shaq did it once in 2000. And then Wilt Chamberlain did it 28 times. Which is always fun. It's like one guy did it once. Oh, this guy did it twice. Will Chamberlain did it 28 times. 60 points, 20 boards in a regular season game. Now, I think uh, you're going to notice something there. All those guys I named. Mikan, Baylor, Shaq, Wilt. Giants. Uh, so, Luca, the first guard to do that 60-20. Man. All right, next one. Uh, no surprise on this one. Is it a crazy stat? Okay, maybe not. Uh, but it's a fun stat. Lucas 60 sets the Mavericks franchise record for most points in a game, which I believe also happened with Harden when he went for his 60-point triple-double. Pretty sure he eclipsed uh, Kelvin Murphy, who I think was in the building uh, on that particular night. I remember him going to him, and he's like smiling away and stuff like that. Anyway, Lucas 60, that's a new Mavs franchise record for most points. If you look at the Mavs list, it's hilarious. It goes like Luca 60, Dirk 53, Luca 51, Dirk 51, Luca 50, Dirk 50. So back and forth between those two giants, those two legends. The only other Mavs player to score 50 in a game, two guys did it. I'll give you a quick second if you want to play a little trivia. Jamal Mashburn and Jim Jackson both went for 50 in 1994, like two weeks apart. Uh, Those young... Gunning Mavs, uh, the Jays, all the Jays on that team. Tony Braxton must have been pumped that month. Um, but yeah, Mashburn and Jim Jackson went for 50. But Luke and Dirk, they've done it uh, a couple times each, but Luca has uh, has the record here with 60. Next crazy stat. This one, shout out to Tim McMahon, Ben McMahon. Luca scored or assisted on 85 of the Mavericks' 126 points. That is the most points he has generated in any game of his career, uh, according to Elias Sports Bureau. Good old Elias stays up late and crunches all the numbers and his Sports Bureau of team. Um, 85 of the Mavs, 126 points generated because of Luka, which, I mean, you watch Mavericks games, that's not... Maybe the most shocking part is that this is now the highest. Uh, I guess when you score 60 of those, uh, that helps out because you know he's setting up everybody else, but yeah. Good stuff there from Tim. Our next one. This is fun. This is for the nerds out there. Luca posted the sixth highest game score at 56.3 in the basketball reference database. All right. So game score, for those that don't know, it was created by our guy at The Athletic, John Hollinger. It gives a rough measure of a player's like productivity for a single game. So... You know, obviously, the higher the game score, <laughs> the more dominant sort of uh, the, the productivity in that game, the box score, of course, to uh, represent it. So yeah, Luca just did the sixth highest game score we've ever seen in, the, in this database. I'll give you the list of the games because it's sort of fun. A lot of them are like iconic. Jordan's 69-point game versus Cleveland back in the day. Kobe's 81-point game versus my Toronto Raptors. Carl Malone had a 61 and 18 game versus Milwaukee, like a blowout win in 1990. David Thompson 
his 73-point game at the end of the uh, 78, I believe, regular season. Harden's 60-point triple-double in 2018 that we already talked about, and then Luka. That, that's like, if you're just going off game score, we just witnessed the, you know, the sixth greatest game ever. Uh, and when you, you know, take into equation how close the game was, it going to overtime, we'll get to the big shot at the end in a second here, like, it's higher, right? It's Like, did we just see on Tuesday night, you know, soon after Christmas here in 2022, like, do we see a, one of the top five greatest individual, at least regular season games of all time? Probably. That's why we're doing an emergency podcast. All right. Our next crazy stat. And it's about the actual game. So Dallas became the first team in at least two decades to pull out a victory after trailing by at least nine points in the final 35 seconds. They were down nine with basically half a minute to go. Teams in that situation had been O for 13,884 in the past 20 years. No one had done it, you know, in the play-by-play data that we have. No one had ever done this sort of comeback. And I know you've seen it by now. The shot that everybody will be talking about and really probably remembering from this Lucas 60-point triple-double game will be the unbalanced game-tying shot to force overtime off of his intentional free throw miss and we had we had Knicks players like colliding and it popping out of their hands to go to Luca like so many crazy things had to happen but for him like in one motion to obviously grab to miss the free a lot of guys screw up at missing the intentional free throw how many times you've seen that but to miss it to get a little lucky and then all in one motion grab it put it in he didn't even know what to do now I know he said after that he thought they had won the game he didn't realize it was tied and they were gonna have to play five more minutes but like it's pretty wild to see a legendary player like shock himself. Like his weird little happy dance. Like it's like it's like he couldn't believe it. He's like, oh my God. What? That just worked out somehow. Um, but what an unbelievable shot to get it into overtime. Which was then like sort of a classic NBA overtime game. Sort of ugly. Team struggling, you know, legs tired and all that. But he did enough there in the uh, extra frame. All right, the seventh and final. I was going to say final crazy stat, but I have a bonus one. Um, after last night's, you know, historical, I think it's fair to call it that, performance, Luca's per game averages over the last five games are 37.2 points per game, 10.6 rebounds, 9.2 assists, and 2.2 steals. And according to basketball reference, only Westbrook and Michael Jordan have averaged that or better over any five-game span in NBA history. Um, Westbrook did it a lot of times, uh, you know, obviously racking up those triple-double seasons. He did it something like five times of better five-game spans than Luka and the numbers I just gave you. And then Jordan has done it twice. So, like, the one thing I was thinking about is, like, can you imagine Luka had done this on Christmas Day? against LeBron and the Lakers like holy crap I mean still impressive of course no matter when you do it but man that would have been fun timing um but what a heater he's on and it's you know it just makes you go like can he continue to do this all season long and then you know we've seen him of course have monster monster performance in the playoffs but can can one guy with the current construction of this team sort of do that to go to a finals or to win a finals I mean 
If anybody can, I, maybe it is this guy. At, at still 23 years old, even though he, he sort of looks and plays like he's 33. Like a, like a Larry Bird out there. Uh, the eighth, I guess, bonus sort of stat. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm stretching a stat definition here just to slip this in. But Luca played 47 minutes, which was a season high. He rested a total of 12 seconds after halftime. And I bring this up because the on-court interview after the game was hilarious with our guy Skin Wade out on the floor. Luca said, quote, I'm tired as hell. I need a recovery beer. I, as a runner, not a professional athlete, an amateur runner at that, I love a shower beer. I've tweeted this before. It's like, I think it's my my favorite thing about running, going for a long run and then having a shower beer. Um, but I feel like the journalists let us down a little bit last night. I got so many more questions. Do we know what type of beer it was? Because uh, I know he had it. He said that, and then I've seen reports that then when he went and talked to the media, he said he had had his beer. But do we know what it was? Um, did he did he limit himself to just one? Did he have it in the shower? I need to know that. Uh, my buddy Jared, for uh, could have been a Christmas gift a couple of years ago, bought me a... I want to say it's called like Tuletries ridiculously lame I know but basically it's a it's a beer holder that you can like attach to the side of your shower glass or or whatever like the ceramic or whatever it like sticks to the side uh, of the wall in your shower and you can put your beer in it did he ha- does he have that do they have that um so I got a lot of beer questions about this recovery beer um but yeah there you go that's uh seven slash eight crazy stats uh that I had and I'm sure there's an a, another million out there that you guys are maybe going to share dream shake agreeing with me here in the uh, stream team as i look at it for the first time shower beers are special they are indeed uh and charles saying bringing up a good point about the mvp race uh i did have this thought before i jumped on it's like hold i mean because he's injured right now but like steph curry you know he comes back hopefully soon he's having better career year season than he had in in his mvps at this rate steph curry and a part of it will be missing games and, and his team like not being like a, the top. I get all that, but like he's gonna finish like seventh, like fairly. Now, like you imagine looking back at that when it's all said and done, and, and Curry is like, let's let's even I don't know, let's say even say he finishes fifth, but probably not. Like he's gonna be sixth or seventh or something like that. It's crazy. It's Luca. It's Jokic. It's KD. It's Giannis. It's Embiid, and it's Tatum, right? I know we always say there's five guys at the MVP table, but there are six. I don't know how we're telling somebody to, uh, you know, go grab a stool or something. Like it's like you're there's there. We we've we fit in six chairs at this table, and like that's you know I know Charles had John Morant in the mix there. I I, I don't think he's sitting with these big boys right now. Uh, I think he's uh I think he's at the bar looking over waiting. But hey, will he go on a run and get there? Possibly. What what a golden age basketball right now a lot of fun uh I, I gotta be honest i did not expect i would be jumping on to do an emergency podcast uh, about a crazy triple double but i didn't go home for the holidays thank god see all this travel nightmare oh my goodness i know it was bad in canada and it feels like it was bad in some spots down here in the states as well with everybody getting hit with storms but uh yeah i'm here so i thought i'd jump on and have some fun with you guys but we'll call it there it's a quickie a tight i don't know what was this 15 20 minutes Let's hear your uh, crazy stats that I may have missed about Luca and his performance. Um, and, and look, 
just from the Knicks side of things, it was another brutal loss. I mean, I know they had one against the Bulls not too long ago where they hit free throws, they win that game. Uh, but, yeah, they're like on a little bit of a slide here. No Brunson in this game. You know, R.J. Barrett leaves really early, so that sucks. But, uh, yeah, after the, what, eight-game winning streak, they've lost a couple in a row here, and some, some of them in heartbreaking fashion because, you know, obviously they were in this game and up nine with 35 seconds left. You should probably win it. Probably take care of business there. Uh, but thank you so much to everybody for joining me here. Let me remind everyone, you got like, what, three days left to go grab this limited edition Christmas wedgie t-shirt. Go to nodumps.com. Want to get your hands on that? I say limited edition because this thing disappears as soon as the New Year's ball drops. Yeah, it'll be gone forever. So if you want that fun Christmas wedgie shirt, you know, get get your uh, get your gear lined up for uh, next season's holidays. Then go grab that nodunks.com. Uh, check out Monday's podcast if you haven't. We recapped uh, the Christmas Day games, but it feels like an eternity ago now. Me and Tass jumped on here, had some fun uh, handing out some some uh, gifts sort of to the games in terms of ranking them. Came up with a big scale and stuff like that. I thought it was a lot of fun, so go check that out. And uh, yeah, we will be back unless Luca or Giannis or Jokic or somebody goes for uh, Booker. I don't know when he'll be back. Somebody goes for 70, then I'll do an emergency podcast. Otherwise, you won't hear or see us until Monday, January 2nd, live from the Classic Factory. Yes, everybody back. Our guy, Jerome, who again is going to be helping me out with the podcast here. Uh, he's still up in Toronto, of course, but uh, he'll be helping out behind the scenes. We've been dropping some fun YouTube shorts uh, earlier this week. We'll continue all this week. Tass had a banger. Is Blake Griffin a Hall of Famer? Go check that out if you haven't already. We got it up across all our social media channels, TikTok and Instagram. And, um, what else am I forgetting? Twitter, of course, YouTube shorts. Getting the people talking. Is Blake Griffin a Hall of Famer? Tass makes the case uh, that he is, but I see a lot of people pushing back on that. So go check that out. And we'll have some other fun ones uh, dropping later this week. If you enjoyed this mini podcast, though, hit the like button, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, thanks again. Leave us a five-star rating and review to keep No Dunks up at the top of the charts. All right. Should we say hello or goodbye to our man, the Clipper bro? Let me find him here. All right. Here he is. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yes. Love you guys indeed. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Uh, probably. Peace.